Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth, the founder of Sisu and your host. And today we are with Frank Klesitz. He's the CEO of Viral Marketing. And if you guys are ever just looking for a great idea, you just want to go to Frank. And he, I, I'll tell you, he's not always going to give you an answer uh, real time on the spot. But he'll ponder it and think about it. And then he'll come back to you. And one day he'll say, hey, this is what he's done to me. Hey, Brian, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to market your business. Or this is what you need to and He's always got an idea as to what he needs to do. And I can tell you he's done that with both me and my wife many times. She runs a real estate team. And it seems like we always listen, Frank. So you must have great ideas. And as an example of that, one of those is that we're actually doing this podcast today. So that being said, Frank, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and just about viral marketing, yeah. just who you are. Well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate the kind words. Um, out of college, I wanted, I wanted to sell real estate. I went to a, uh, a seminar. It was actually with the Keller Williams office at the time, and they gave me a copy of the Millionaire Real Estate Book, and they said, you need to have a 33 touch. I go, okay. This is about maybe 2007 or so. Uh, what do I send them? And there was really no answer. Did you even know what a 33 touch was? At the time from the seminar, you had to send out <laughs> stuff 33 times a year, apparently. Okay. That was, that was the purpose of the seminar <laughs> at that time. Yeah. It was like, you know, one of the models they taught to get business. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do I send them? And essentially they didn't really have an answer other than going to these direct mail companies that just sent out junk mail. That's what it was. Let's call it what it is. It was junk mail. I'm like, really? You want me to sell junk mail? You know, that's how I saw it because I was just, I mean, just being young and naive and right. Like I'm trying to be like, it was like 21, 22, whatever. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get a listing. I was like, junk mail? <laughs> really? So I had this idea to buy a flip camera at the time. Remember the old flip camera, Brian? I remember. Yeah. Right. Uh, what if I made a video or two every month and sent those out? You know, that's free. You know, Facebook opened up to everybody. I could email it out. I'll start making some videos and sending them out. Uh, well, uh, well, as I was getting my license, I started doing it for the agent I was going to go work for on their team. I was like, you know, hey, her name is Teresa. What are you doing to actually stay in touch with your list? She's been selling real estate for 30 some years. She said nothing. I'm like, what? I was told you have to have a 32 touch, right? So I was like, why don't you give me your list? Let's send some stuff out. I'll do the marketing wizardry because I'm a big geek, right? Got her on video and she got a whole bunch of business. Well, she ended up being in a mastermind and all the people in the mastermind were like, who's doing this for you? She gave him my name. And I go, hmm, maybe there's a business here. 10 years later, viral marketing. We do that. Awesome. Awesome. I want <laughs> to back up idea. a little bit because you said something right there that just sparked something that I wanted to talk about anyway, which was um, you said, really, you know, junk mail and that attitude of yours. I saw you I didn't see this, but Spring showed me or told me about it, this post that you posted on Facebook recently. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Somebody said something about it was your um, therapist. Oh, my or therapist? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, you know, 
<laughs> the backstory behind that is, uh, you know, I'm trying to lead and train my people here at Viral. And we all know, we ha they all know what they have to do to like market themselves and prospect, but like literally week after 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 week, they would never do it. I'm like, you all need a therapist. And everyone's like, yeah, I have issues. I'm like, I probably have issues too. And then we realize most coaching calls are coaching is disguised for therapy. If you really get and list these calls, I'm like, this is a therapy call. You know? <laughs> it's really what it is. I mean, even Mike Ferry said the same thing. And when he started coaching, I remember him saying this from stage. He's like, coaching was therapy, but I can't call it that. So I call it coaching. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and really, I mean, if you look at me, I'm, I, I go to the gym every morning and every single morning I'm either listening to a podcast or a book. And I find myself going more towards podcasts because they, they are therapy, right? I mean, whether it's, I want to know how to grow my business or how to make my life amazing or just all these different things, right? So, yeah, so I go to this, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to go see a therapist. I want to see what's up. You know, maybe I can learn something on how to be a better coach. I don't know. Or just, I'm open to the idea. So I go see a therapist. She was actually hitting the therapist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brian, it was amazing. <laughs> I'm going every two weeks from now on. Right, so <laughs> puts me in this recliner. I, re I I I lean back. She puts music on, and she's gonna do all these like you know subtle NLP visualization exercises, whatever. But she said something to me, and I want you to imagine like I'm in a very intimate, calming hypnotherapy session, and she says something to me. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say? Because she said it so casually. I'm like, stop. Write that down. Because that messed me up, whatever you just said. And I think I posted on Facebook. That's what you're referring to, right? What she told yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, she said, and this is like, I'm in a I'm like, I'm laying there in a hypnotherapy state. And she says, now, Frank, I'll only tell you what you want to hear because that's all you'll accept. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know Frank, um, you might want to just friend him on Facebook. Go check that out because Spring was reading to me all of the comments on that from people who really know you, people who are close to you, like Jeff Cohn oh, yeah. and, and Scott. And uh, so anyway, I, I just thought it was hilarious. I loved it. it pure entertainment, but thank you. So, so anyway, um, let's, let's move on. So recently, I know you came to us with, a, with an idea and you're always looking to add value to our lives. And so that's really why I wanted to have you on here today. Um, I know that recently you started adding an additional pillar of revenue or wealth to your life. And uh, I just wanted you to share that. That's really, I mean, the, most of the people who are going to be listening to this are successful team leaders, successful business leaders, successful brokers, and how can they really take their lives to the next level? And so I really wanted to today really focus in on that and let you share some of the things that you're doing to take your life to the next level. Yeah. Well, go get a therapy session and realize how that stuff works. And I think it'll make you a better coach and leader for other people. First off, that was kind of a cool experiment I did to go see a therapist. Yeah. But so be, that, be, before you start on that though, Frank, I don't want to go into details on this, but Frank is the only person I know that is over the age of call it 16. And it's probably more like 12. But the only person I know over the age of 16 that does not have a cell phone. So that's not something we're going to talk about in detail today. I've heard this story many times. Super, super interesting. So I'm sure there's a place you can go find that. But um, just wanted people to know that about you, Frank, because you're a very unique individual. Uh, just 
very talented, very outspoken. But when you speak, the one thing I know is people absolutely listen. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so continue on. What, what's new in your life right now? Well, so Viral is a wonderful business. You can go hire Viral. I'm the CEO of Viral. We have about I think maybe like 55 people working for us now, uh, helping you implement your database touch program, right? So if you want to get on video and you want to stay in touch, that's there. That's right. That's been my business. Now, over the years of masterminding and looking at different businesses and in events and talking to basically everyone you're interviewing on this podcast is you start understanding the state of disruption in real estate. And you understand that like, I don't know, billions of dollars is gunning for the traditional real estate commission of all these disruptors, iBuyers, discount brokerages, whatever you have coming into the traditional real estate space. And Okay, so you say iBuyer there very casually, reminds me of how your therapist spoke to you, but iBuyer has been a major, major disruptor in this industry, has it not? I mean, any state that has that knows it's a huge disruptor. The biggest people in the industry, the Zillows of the world, for instance, are now all moving into iBuyer. Um, I'm sure Realtor.com will go there. Uh, I, I just see that being the direction that a lot of people are going. Exactly. And what you're finding is the, the new, what I've, the insight, well, there's a lot here, but the insight there is the new call to action is just get an offer on your house instantly. It's not find out what your home is worth. Because that was the big call to action for real estate professionals for a long time of, hey, find out what your home is worth and here's my online calculator. So rather like, than being, rather than the, what is your home worth? What is the value? What, what is that? No, seller? no, no. The seller is, I want an offer on my house. What are you going to pay me for it? That's the new seller lead generation tool. Yep. That's the tool. Not what's your home worth based upon some algorithm that's pretty much wrong. It's what's it? Give me an offer on my house now. Come give me an offer. And, and what, what good does it do me as a homeowner to get an offer on my home today? What's the value? Well, it what's- gives you an idea of what it's actually worth. I mean, I, this is hearsay. I don't know the exact stat, but the story's at least telling. In Las Vegas, again, I don't, again, I don't remember the exact stat, but from what I recall is somewhere near 50 to 60% of people went to like Zillow first to get an instant offer, but only a small percentage of them actually sold their home to Zillow that way. Yep. So you have this huge difference. You know, you have Zillow basically losing money or breaking even on the actual buying or selling of the home, but what are they getting? The seller leads. Yep. And they're going to try to figure out how to sell those. And that's where the money is. So I think a little insight so far is if you're in real estate, you need to have on your website, if you go to some big name agents, Mark Spain for one, I'll use your name, Mark, you do a wonderful job. Chris Lindahl for another up in Minnesota. If you go to their websites, you'll see buy your home, sell your home, and then guaranteed offer. There, everyone is, every real estate agent listening to this needs to have a guaranteed offer call to action in your marketing, which is really the new seller lead generator. Now, how you back that up, there's lots of ways, right? But um, I think that's very important. So it just goes to some of the disruption. But here's what, what I want to, what I want to kind of share with these extra businesses and what I'm doing, my wife leads into this is the front end business is pretty much being run at break even to make it up on the back end. With that being said, Zillow, who knows, but arguably breaking even or losing money, buying houses to make it up on the back end, let's say maybe through seller financing 
or mortgage or title or maybe selling off leads that they're getting. Um, traditional real estate brokerages maybe making money a little bit as more and more power goes to your big agents. They suck up more of the deals and command lower splits. You got to open up a mortgage or a title side to the business to maybe maintain profitability. Yeah. So right? it's, it's interesting how everybody, the, the world has now convinced, I think, or a lot of the big companies have convinced people that the real estate agent is overpaid. That being said, if you dig deep, you can see that there, there are so many expenses in there that they, in many times, are not even making a profit, right? Um, so, so it's really interesting to see how people are willing to go after and dig into that. And I mean, there's been so many technologies built around proving that, and there's been tech, uh, technology companies formed around that. Many of them are now coming back and saying, the real estate agent is needed. I'm a big proponent of real, real estate agents and I personally believe they need to be there to keep the transaction together because uh, I've experienced how transactions can go south so easy without that. Um, but yeah, there's so many different things that people need to do to, to go to that next level. So uh, we're talking right now about adding that iBuyer. I want to make sure people didn't, didn't let that one slip by because you said you need to have three things on your website. Can you repeat that? What are those? Yeah. I mean, search for homes. You want to buy a house here. Maybe you want to sell your house. No contact me. Yeah. Or do you want a guaranteed or instant offer now to skip yep. all the inconvenience and hassle? So I just wanted to re-hit that because I want to make sure that everybody listening to this makes sure that they are doing that. And you're not going to differentiate yourself from people listening to this podcast if everyone takes action, but you're definitely going to differentiate yourself from other people in your markets. Mm -hmm. so, so what I was thinking about, I was like, man, I mean, you know, I'll use Gary Keller for an example. A uh, great example to use. He wrote two books. He wrote the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, which is the best book I've ever written on how to scale a professional service. It doesn't have to even apply to real estate, mm -hmm. but how to build a real estate team. But he also wrote an equally amazing book called The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. And I've always wondered, why haven't more real estate professionals that are experts in hiring culture and training and ISAs and CRM and lead generation, and running sales teams and using CSU, right? Just take those same skills and apply it to the blue book. But nobody does it, right? Yep. I'm going mean, to people, people have known that that's a great business forever, right? I mean, yeah. but I think it's almost being forced now to where people like you and me are saying, wait a minute, we almost have to do this, right? Yes. So here's, so here's was the aha that I had. Um, a good friend of ours, we both know Jeff Cohn, who is one of the top real estate professionals in the country, a number one or two at Berkshire Hathaway uh, in Nebraska, a friend of mine, we've been at his events. Um, Jeff understands he maybe wants to open up an investment division. This is where we're heading here, guys, an investment division of his real estate team. So Jeff, uh, when I believe, like signs up for all the top investor masterminds, like we're all the real estate investors, another culture, get together yep. and share ideas. I was like, Jeff, are there any like real estate team owners? I mean, even on the most basic definition level, like doing 50 deals a year, not like, you know, 600. Are there like real estate teams in these meetings? It's like, no, like that really, I mean, you got to be one of the sharpest tools in that shed of the sales systems you have in place, looking at investors that don't really, un didn't come from that culture. He's like, yeah. 
I'm like, hmm, okay. We have a 12 year run up in real estate prices. Fed's lowering rates to save, starve off the next recession. We all know that everyone's up their eyeballs net. You know, there's probably going to be a correction again. You have disruption against, you know, the traditional real estate commission. I mean, there's this huge lawsuit going through and like disclosing the buyer side. What's going to happen there, right? Yeah. You know, it sounds to me that it would be a good idea about now to take all those skills and all that training and all that insight that you applied to your real estate team and open an investment division and apply what you learned in the red book, the millionaire real estate agent book, to the blue book. So that's why I told my wife. So my wife, uh, Katie, um, uh, has been essentially a stay-at-home mom. We have a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And Katie's like, I'm going crazy. It's time for me to go back to work. I'm like, great. She's like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, real estate. I'm like, okay, well, you can sell real estate or we can invest in it. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's like, well, invest? I'm like, yeah, that probably sounds like maybe more where the market is heading and a little more stable, builds wealth. Sounds like a good rock because it just, it, doesn't it feel, isn't there that general feeling that the traditional residential real estate model is under threat? I, I think everybody feels that way, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's anxiety there and you're seeing that. Yeah. Right, plus, you know, again, 12-year run-up in stock prices. Everything corrects, everything moves in cycles. Let's get ahead of it. I mean, I hate saying this for, you know, anyone listening to this can probably relate, but this could be taken out of context. But, you know, a lot of people got rich in 2007, 8, and 9. And there's a whole generation of guys, you know, 35 to 45 that, you know, were just starting the real estate business at that time that learned all these skills. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's think about being ready for that next once in lifetime buying opportunity that like you could have your investment division going. So here's what I'm getting at. So I go to my wife and I say, Katie, let's, uh, let's open an investment division of viral. Let's take all the knowledge that we've applied, you know, through the 10 years and let's see if we can sell some I mean, buy and sell some houses. And uh, we did, we set up a simple CRM. We used uh, Zoho for what we needed. And uh, we started sending out some direct mail. We started running some Facebook ads. We started doing some outbound calling, all basic stuff. But going after homeowners in more distressed situations, this would be a list of pre-foreclosure, liens, vacant, divorce, probate. Uh, maybe going after homes that have, you know, a significant amount of equity that uh, they've been living there for quite some time below the median price point. That's where you go fishing for investments, yeah. right? But it's the same prospecting, same skills. Well, blew it up. You know, same systems that I learned, you know, hiring agents to go out and do the appointments, you know, building a team, building a CRM. And as of right now, my wife in the first 90 days, I mean, we bought 10 rentals already. Congratulations. Closing on 10 rentals, right? I remember still when you were at Jeff Cohn's conference and you were saying, hey, we are launching this today. And yeah. you were in Omaha and you were going out getting this business started. So this is the, something the, the, you the total, Omaha, right? Yeah, the total amount and I'll, and I'll say this, this is not to, everyone wants to hear numbers. I'm going to share this. The total amount of equity or money, whether you're walking to walking into because you're buying the home under market value or you're fixing and flipping it or you're wholesaling has been over $500,000 Katie's bought in since we started this a few months ago. Okay. Just awesome. by taking Brian, what you're hearing what you, what everyone listening to this podcast already knows for the most part and applying it to investments. And I shared this with your wife spring. And what did she say? Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the reality is, I think anybody listening to this, I don't care how many millions of dollars you might be making a year, or maybe you're not, but if you have an opportunity to pull in $500,000 of equity or whatever it is over the course of 90 days, who wouldn't take that, right? Who doesn't want that? Well, there's a lot you have to know, and this is where not the scope of this podcast, but just things you have to understand is, okay, okay, the marketing and the CRM, and then you have to have some of the ISA for lead follow-up, and then you have to have a team of acquisition agents that go out there and present the offer, and then you have to negotiate, then you have to line up some hard money. You got to buy the house. Yeah. You can get all that money. You know, you're buying the home below market value. You would get a private lender and hard money yeah. or a line of credit to buy it on a credit card. And then after you fix it up and everything else, you refinance out with a local bank and you can do all of this, no money down. The only real risk you have is fronting the marketing expense. Once yeah. you find the deal, you can do that, no money down. And for those of you that are interested in that strategy, and again, this isn't the scope of the podcast to go down this method. It's called the Burr method. <laughs> it stands for, it's a B-R-R-R. It stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. So four R's. Yeah. That's rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Buy it, 70% below market value, if not more. I'm sorry, 30% yeah. below market value, if not more. You fix it up with borrowed money. And then you go to a local bank and say, Hey, you know, the home is worth a hundred. Yep. I'm into it for 80 all in. Will you give me a mortgage? And like, well, we require 20% down. You're like, that's great. I only owe 80. It's worth a hundred on your drive by appraisal. <laughs> Boom. Right. Get the mortgage, pay off the hard money. And now you have a mortgage. And hopefully if you get your numbers right, the mortgage payment that you probably stretch over maybe 20 years is about right with a commercial mortgage, local bank the principal interest taxes and insurance payment is less than the market rate of rent. That's the winning combination. Right. So you generally have to buy holds in markets where you get the 1% rule, meaning if you buy a home for 120,000 or if it's fixed up, it's worth 120,000, it rents for $1,200 a month. So that's how you're determining if you're going to buy and hold or buy and sell. Correct. If it doesn't fit the 1% rule, I'll probably sell it off. If it does, the name of the game is holds. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Congratulations. That's, yeah. a fun, that's a fun advancement in the but, last 90 days. But what I want to share with you is for anyone listening, do you think there's somebody in your life or on your team that could help you run this division? You know, or an ancillary business. That's the topic of today. Is there someone in your life that runs an ancillary business? Take what you've learned all these years running a top grade sales team. You know, if you're doing 50, 60, 100, I mean, you are in the top 1% of sales managers and leaders, even though you may not think it, right? Take those skills and maybe apply it to title. Maybe apply it to mortgage. Maybe apply it to an investment division. To diversify your income where it's not in property management. Oh my goodness. Crush. Yeah. Property management companies sell for multiples more than real estate agencies. So, so one of the things I've noticed in life, and I'm a lot older than you, but as you start focusing on things and just really inviting them into your life, people show up in your life that can make a difference there. And that happened with us actually today where somebody showed up who's been running a large company doing this and email. they've showed up in our life to, uh, to help us build this. So anyway, it's, uh, it's something that's super exciting.
Um, I want to jump back a little bit, Frank, because you mentioned quietly the 2007, 2008. You mentioned how a lot of people got rich then. I think most people think- Well, I see that in context. The majority of the country was devastated. Yeah, right, right. That's what I want to talk about, though. Most people were devastated, but- I mean, those of you who go to Tony Robbins and go to, you know, all these other different learning events, as we both have, know that that's, those times are when the rich get richer. So you want to have cash during that time so you can take advantage of the prices, right? Because it's always going to come back. So let's, I mean, that's when most people think of, hey, I was devastated, but I want, I want you to kind of paint the picture. What if that were to happen again at the end of this year, right? Oh, I mean- as sure as the sun rises, it's going to happen again soon. Right, right. So, I mean, I spent an hour today on YouTube watching the Fed chairman talk about how they cut rates again today. Yeah. And I'm watching them just keep the, the party going, man. Keep it in the punch. Like, please get us through an election cycle before there's a recession. Right, right, exactly. Right? Yep. And, yeah, man, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you're going to have a correction, as there are all market cycles. And we're probably more near toward that than later. And I, I don't know if you'd want all of your income based upon a traditional real estate commission, a market correction, the market well at the said. moment. Right. I mean, I, that makes sense. Yep. And hopefully for someone listening, this is going to go, man, maybe Frank has something to say there. He can, I should take all of these sales and marketing skills and personal development things and all these things you picked up in, in the wonderful real estate industry of personal development insights and masterminds. And apply that to industries where that doesn't exist. They don't have that type of culture and, and investment, really. That culture and property management isn't there. When you go enter in those markets and apply what you guys know, like well, let alone using a product like CISO to know your numbers. I think investors, like your average run-of-the-mill investors using like a CRM and CSU and daily meetings and huddles managing. No, they're not. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, think of the advantage that somebody who knows how to run a strong, solid real estate team or real estate brokerage, think of the advantage that they have to accomplish what you just did. I mean, right? They can easily schedule appointments to get in front of all those homeowners. Nobody, nobody could execute on this at the same level as somebody in the business if somebody in the business is really focused on it, right? Which goes back to, you know, it's all about finding who and finding someone who can run that ancillary business. There's lots of coaching out there. If you're looking to maybe think, okay, I want to diversify and maybe how can I have uh, ownership interest in title company that we use that's fully disclosed that I don't get in trouble with rest, but how do I do that? There's people that will teach you. How do I maybe have an ownership interest in the mortgage company where I have a K1 is on a referral fee, you know, paid from the ownership interest. There's people that will teach you on that. If you want to open up an investment division, there's coaches that will train you on that. And um, I think, and you're seeing this with, one of the models is to run brokerage at break even. Run the iBuyer program. I mean, I was reading Zillow makes $1,000 on a home sale. $1,000? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that margin, right? I think there's something else where you maybe break even or make just enough money on the front end where your profit is made on the back end where you're using the front end to inquire customers at break even. Yeah costs yeah ramp it up on the back end to make the money i think that's kind of one of the ideas of the ancillary business today 
Yeah. And to clarify, I mean, we all know Zillow is losing money and you say, good luck with that model. That being said, I know that you know that Zillow is doing so much right, right? I mean, oh yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. They don't need to make money off. But I don't think their whole profit strategy is on buying the home and reselling it for the margin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Frank. Well, um, just to wrap up a couple of things I'd like to cover. If you could give just one piece of advice to everybody listening to this, and I know you've given a lot of advice today and really around ancillary businesses. Do you have anything else that you'd want to share? <laughs> go see a therapist. There you go. Okay. I've never seen a therapist before. It was so exciting. Um, you know, I think we all have personal trainers for our physical selves and we work out. We, um, you know, we go to conferences to get the knowledge to understand the tactics, but there's still behaviors we're all struggling with to fix things. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, mine has always been my weight just fluctuates all the time. So I decided to go to the therapist and talk about, I know how to lose weight. I know how to do everything. So, so Frank, <laughs> how do I fix that? And I, I have a question for you here though. Um, so I used to have a company called drug talk. We did a lot to, to help families with their kids, you know, who ran into problems with drugs, whether it was their kids, their spouses, their whatever. So one of the things I found in therapy is a lot of therapists get into therapy because that's how they, they've had the same problem and that's how they continue to, to battle and fight that problem. So how do you choose, my question really is, how do you choose the right therapist? Because I, I mean, you're, you're advising us to go get a therapist. No, and I, I just don't, I'm just saying what I did. I went to Yelp and found some of the bunch of reviews. And so let's give this a shot. Okay. Okay. So make sure you see their reviews. That's they had a really advice. comfortable chair. <laughs> it was very nice. And I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. I think that was kind of cool. I think, you know, I, I like, I like to think of myself as I really try to be very self-aware, which, you know, why am I doing things? What makes me do things? Why do I want to do it this way? It's kind of like with the whole getting away the cell phone story it was really just a self-awareness you know, uh, of how it was messing me up. Um, what I got most out of that session, which I really think what a great coach should do, if you're working with a great coach and trainer and they're saying you need to go prospect and you give them all the ways to prospect, it's not prospecting, it's not the knowledge. There's other things going on, right? Right. You know, so I think um, the ability to build self-awareness through some type of uh, therapy, you know, just kind of the topic of my mind the moment because you brought it up today. It was kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, I would go check that out. That's all. Cool. Understand okay. that that's the personal trainer for your mind. Okay. Thank you. So I have four other quick questions. These are just one, one word answers though, basically. So first thing is what's your favorite book? I would say the millionaire real estate agent book is the best book I have ever read in my entire life on business. I knew you were going to say that. So thank you. I I've read the book as well. And I think anybody in any business can learn from that book. So, um, and your favorite thing to do. <laughs> Uh, I have two things that I think you might say, but I'm not going there. So you, I mean, I really like sitting around and what I mean by that is I really value my creative time and I schedule in doing absolutely nothing. That because is why like because you are creative, right? I mean, that's yeah. how your creativity flows. And I've been in your office there. I've seen your musical instruments. I've seen you with your feet up on the desk. I got a, I got a drum pad. 
Okay, so now you guys know. I mean, that's what Frank does in his office during the day. And then if he wants to get something done, he actually goes, he's actually working let me, all night. Let me, let me, I, let me, I get messages from him sometimes at two in the morning. Well, because so. creativity happens, you can't schedule creativity. Mm -hmm. Like anyone that has to be creativity, it's just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Then poof. And when I realized, not to go on the cell phone route, but this is very important, that the cell phone was ruining all my moments of creativity. Using the restroom on the cell phone and the elevator using the cell phone. They didn't show up for the meeting, so we need breakfast alone on the cell phone. It's all those moments of calm between a very hectic and scheduled life where creativity comes. So I asked myself, what if I, what would happen if I replaced my cell phone with field notes and I carried around a notebook? So in those moments, I love that it. time stopped, I would start getting ideas and I would capture them. And I find that when I, what I do for free time is I love just like laying around and doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> now, for, for, those of, for those of you that don't plan on getting rid of your cell phone, by the way, that's what I use Apple Notes for. If you look in my Apple Notes, you'll see I have over 500 notes in there. And because I'm always taking notes on different topics and as my mind's going. Yeah, and then the other thing obviously is I love playing music. This is my baby. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep, it's my guitar. All right, last question, uh, Frank, before we find out how to get a hold of you is just what's your favorite place? The therapist asked me this at the forum. It's like, I want you to imagine your favorite place. Like, ah, yes. Yeah, imagine what, what, how you feel. Imagine, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, visualization what is it? exercise. It's a waterfall. Okay. It's a waterfall. I think my favorite place is a tranquil waterfall like in Fiji. I have this image of Tony Robbins. Have, the you, been, have you been? I have not. I know you have, but okay. I think that's my favorite place. I have a little waterfall in my office. I like the feel of flowing water. I moved to San Diego. I'm close. I really, that's my favorite place. Okay. Well, we're going to get you to Fiji. That's a commitment. I would love that. Um, so how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they just check out yeah. viral marketing or what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, it's Frank at Get Viral. Uh, G-E-T-V-Y-R-A-L. Uh, just Google viral marketing. It's viral with a Y-V-Y-R-A-L marketing. And you could check out everything that we do on there. Okay, Frank. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I always enjoy my time listening and uh, just enjoying your stories and the way you think. It, it always helps me expand my mind. So thanks for your time today. And uh, looking forward to seeing you. I know you have a mastermind in the coming weeks, so yep. I may or may not be there, but uh, hopefully I get to see you again soon. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thank you. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, make sure that you use the coupon GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, on iTunes. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.